0: with the latest from around the SEC and the world of college football.
1: It's the Punt and Pass podcast.
2: Dogs are winners. A national championship for a new generation of Bulldogs. Victory is mine, yeah, surprisingly. I've waiting for your next mistake. I put in work and watch my status escalate. Walls get walls. We
1: are live now. All right,
2: welcome in, everybody. It's an emergency podcast. Such an emergency that Chris Marler asked me to run point. Well, Tyler Huck, your esteemed co-host, he's not feeling too well. He's got the vid, so feel better, Tyler. But today, around 5 p.m. Eastern time, nick saban officially retired as the head coach of alabama so we're all here drew butler guest hosting saturday football uncensored emergency podcast main topic of course nick saban retires i am from the punt and pass podcast this is an official crossover pod it's such a big deal and my man chris marler here in his feelings double fisting you were one of the first people i text chris Chris Lowe breaks the news. Chris Lowe, a longtime SEC insider and reporter. He gets the scoop of a lifetime, and uh, everybody credited him with the news. I still can't really believe it, but it's official. Nick Saban retiring as the head coach of Alabama. I guess – let me just say one thing first, okay? Yeah. It's not your fault.
1: (laughs) Man, I had just worked through the daddy issues in therapy, and now I got to do this. Listen to me, son. It's not your fault. Okay. I know. I know. I know. It's not your fault. Goodwill Hunting. Little reference for everybody out there. But Ugh. how are you feeling, man? You know, I think people are also Evan Grimes shot to this. Uh, he just said in the super chat. We have the super chat over here. This is for Chris. for ice cream during these difficult times. Thank you. Uh, Evan. Listen, I'll be honest with you guys. I appreciate the sport so much. Um, you guys have been great already, and the super chat means the world. I don't know how to have the super chat set up to my bank account. So if you want to, you want. <laughs> Where's meet, that money going? You just send it to me directly, Kevin. <laughs> I, I will. I will tell you to Venmo me or Apple Pay, or whatever. Um, Tyler, like I said, uh, he is the vid. Drew, you're the first person I reached out to. I, I know it's a sore subject. Thank you. Sometimes. Thank you. Um, but no. So the news broke. Um, I'm trying to figure out how the best way to go about this. I, you know, you're sad. I think if I'm if I'm being honest, and I, I, I try my best to always be transparent with this. I first heard about this in October, and 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 felt like this was from like a valued and like valid source. This was going to be the case, right? Um, but it's still surreal to see happen. And Did you hear more- that it was going to be a possibility, or that it probably was going to happen? I heard it was It was probably going to happen. But but that 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 noise that I heard was not from my source close to the program. That I got gotcha. you. It was, not, it was not from anyone with the last name Saban. I will say that. Um, but, you know, um, from what I was told, this was like, I mean, like I don't know how much longer he was going to go. I, I think as soon as it happens, it's still shocking, right? Like no matter what, it was still going to be shocking. As always, there's so many regrettable tweets that I have thrown out in general. <laughs> but maybe the most regrettable one is earlier today when I was like, Tyler's sick. I'm gonna take a load off. We're gonna have a mental health break. I, know, I couldn't believe that. <laughs> like, I couldn't like believe hours I mean. later, hours later, this happens. Um, it's sad. I I'm having a hard time going back and forth. Of like, I'm really sad that he's done. As mm-hmm. as it's a coach at Alabama, and the other part of it too, man. Just just to be honest, like, and not to be over dramatic, but everyone that knows me knows that dramatic is like my main thing. That's um, your thing. That's your deal. That's my whole deal. Yeah. I, I'm I'm genuinely happy that this guy gets to go out. It's not necessarily on top the way some people would would view that. Um, but the fact that he gets to like he left this place in such a better place than where he where he got. Oh there. my
2: goodness. Like
1: that's such like an understatement. There. That's such an understatement.
2: Um, yeah. I, I could not agree with you more. Obviously, the amount of personal pain Nick Saban has caused me as a Georgia sure. alum and now fan. Uh, that's a whole different subject. Right. I have the utmost and ultimate respect for Nick Saban. He's the GOAT. There, there's no question about it. I mentioned this on Punt and Pass a couple of weeks ago over the Christmas holiday. NFL Network released on YouTube uh, a football life on Nick Saban. It yeah. is phenomenal. I, I highly, highly recommend. Everybody go watch it on YouTube. Dives into how he got into coaching. Goes through him and Miss Terry. Getting to Alabama. The whole Miami Dolphins thing. It's awesome. He He is... The best of all time you can learn so much from him uh, maniacal in his processes has success everywhere he's been and to hear that so abruptly today uh, it was crazy it it really was were the tea leaves kind of out there when he bought the 18 million dollar beach house in florida uh during the off season it seemed like chris he just had a little bit of a different attitude all season long and then it was also also like reflective in the later weeks of the season, giving a lot of credit to his guys saying, you know, this is one of my proudest coaching jobs. I'm so proud of these guys to hear that from Nick Saban in season was something that we really haven't seen in years past.
1: Yeah. I think that, um, you know, like I said, like, I think one of the things that was most interesting out of all this was, I think that are you drinking wine out of the bottle? No, I'm a I'm a um sparkling water snob and this serotonin stuff is awesome. Dude, aquapana is my shit. I'm okay. a big aquapana go. guy. There you go. Um no, going back to what you're saying, I think that it's it's easy to sit here and, and like all the speculation that's gonna happen is normal. And I think it's like in this day and age of social media, especially, it's it's gonna happen regardless. I'm happy that he went out on his own terms. I think I think that's honestly what makes me like for sure. My biggest two takeaways from it is outside of man this sucks and they gotta go find someone else. And now you're gonna go into a different time period and a different era of Alamo football. But like I'm really happy he gets to spend some good years still with his grandkids, which I think is something that he really wanted to do in his family. And and I and I really don't think I hate to like to harp on this, but like when you, when everyone knows who Nick Saban is, and it's really difficult, I think, to like look outside of like you know, like Nick Satan, all the stuff, like all the negative stuff about him and, and like the accusations get thrown around because he's beaten how many different teams and, and like fan bases and all that kind of stuff. I think when it all comes down to it, like I'm happy that he's able to kind of ride off when he wanted to, under his own under his own will. And I'm really, really glad that he didn't do something that we saw with like Joe Pot or Bobby Bowden. Yeah, for like, sure. Hanging on white knuckled to the it, very it end. And like, for that. Right. And yeah. and I think that's that's what really makes me happy. And like you know, I guess maybe I was wrong a little bit about the the mansion in, in Florida meaning nothing. Um, you know, it, may, it means something. That's for sure. It means something. If you and if you any of you have ever done the Zillow work on that and seen the inside of that house, that it, it needs a ton of fucking updates. I will tell you. <laughs> Nick be the first. Miss <laughs> well, Terry, Miss Terry's Good got God. her to do list ready to go. I'm looking at the super chat
2: right now. Tyler Huck of Saturday Football and Censored Fame calling me Drew Butler with two T's, saying I stink. Thank you very much, Tyler. I heard that one a lot of times mm-hmm. in middle school. William Gray saying, new guy trying to flex. That's all I do. Uh, appreciate everybody tuning in. <laughs> Saban to the Falcons, JT asks. I mean, funny talking point. Absolutely not. Yeah. We'll get to possible
1: mm-hmm.
2: replacements in a minute, but I want to go back to something you just said. Nick Saban leaving Alabama in a better place than he found it. Uh, pretty well documented that my wife went to Alabama. Yeah. Her freshman year was 2007. That was Nick Saban's first year. I would go visit, go to Tuscaloosa, be like, okay, yeah, I mean, this is nice, whatever, Alabama, okay. Um, Going back in 2012, you were like, holy shit. I mean, this place has been completely updated, new buildings everywhere, Bryant-Denny Stadium renovations. Now you go back today, it is a completely different campus. The university is now a national university. Mm -hmm. The applications that they get from – New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, California, Arizona. Uh, It's nuts. I was at the SEC Championship game. I had some pretty good seats. I'm sitting with some frat guys from Alabama. They're all from Arizona. I'm like, how the hell did you get to Alabama from Arizona? They're like, oh, tons of kids go to Alabama now from Arizona. I lived in Arizona for four years. So Nick Saban, for as much money as he made, and I'll have to dig this article up. It was in the USA Today, I want to say five years ago. He is grossly underpaid for what he's done for the university of Alabama. It is a masterclass in turning around a university and really just allowing as lame as it sounds, Alabama to flourish. It's what he did. Success on the football field Mm -hmm. uh, breeds success in the athletic department, which then breeded success for the academic institution. So it's, it's unbelievable what he was able to accomplish.
1: I, well, I'll tell you what, like, I don't think this is like being like waxing poetic about how big of an impact it was, but you think about the trickle down effect that his success at Alabama had on the rest of the SEC and the arms race that had to oh happen, my God. and the change that had, like like you you can talk about this what he has done at Bama and that's enough. You think about what he did at LSU. LSU is oh, yeah. a program that had eight losing seasons in eleven years before he got there. He gets there in two thousand, turns them around. They win a national championship in two thousand three. You know he goes to the Dolphins in 0506 and and then comes back to Alabama. But like you can make the argument that I, I, I did a show with Chris Gordy earlier tonight about how um, on SEC or locked on SEC, and he brought up the fact that as an LSU guy, like LSU with, with the state of their current program, a lot of like the last 20, 23 years has to do with Nick Saban. Like yeah. they, like he was only there for four or five years, but when he was there, it turned every single thing around. I'm not saying this to be a dick, but like Georgia. I mean, there's a time when Georgia went to was was in this, this conference and they were always a contender and always really good. But the facilities at Georgia, there's a I reason mean, why it was when I was there. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm fully aware of this.
2: Oh. Yes, absolutely. I
1: don't know what y'all were doing.
2: <laughs> no, I mean, look, I I, I totally agree. And, and Kirby kind of has the game plan happening right now at Georgia. Look right. at the renovate mm-hmm. They just did a two um two phase renovation. Last year, the West End Zone was renovated, or excuse me, the Southwest Corridor of the stadium was renovated. And this year, they're getting all new premium seats uh, and suites, and updating the press box. I mean, it's it's really unbelievable. Yeah. You know, I, I do want to give Kirby credit because he is the one assistant coach that has been able to take the Saban playbook and apply it correctly at a new university. Obviously, there are others who are trying to do that. Uh, I see Jay in the super chat calling Nick Saban, the Steve jobs of university
1: college fixer uppers. I actually really like that. We need to get a shirt made of
2: that as well. So
1: I also see one comment here that says, this is hilarious. It's like the, the, you would have thought the president had been killed. I think you make the argument that in this state, it probably is worse. Um, (laughs) just to be honest, that's, that's sickening gross, but at the same time, um, drew, let me ask you this. You, you, Seeing these things happen, like, you know, you've covered football for as, as longer than I have and been around it. Where would you – have we seen anything like this before, like the, the ripple effect that his not only career has had, but also the, the retirement is going to have? You know, the timing is what's probably most right.
2: interesting because the ripple effect of the Alabama job opening alone is one thing. Now, I think most people are probably expecting Jim Harba- Harbaugh to go to the NFL. Mm-hmm. If you have Alabama and Michigan open at the same time, uh, that will be complete chaos. There's no doubt yeah. about it. Reports right now are saying that probably Alabama's first calls with Dan Lanning, very mm-hmm. familiar with Alabama. Probably the boosters re- really like him, his approach, what he was able to do at Georgia, the quick success in recruiting that he's had at Oregon. That seems like a pretty natural fit. He's young. He probably has a really good network of great coaches around the country that he would bring with him. Um, I would have to assume that's probably Alabama's number one choice. I'm seeing Lane Kiffin's name get thrown around a lot. Call me old school. I just don't think the old guard at Alabama will put up with his, you know, bullshit, for lack of a better term. The social media antics. he's out there, and I love Lane Kiffin. I think he's great for the sport. I just don't think Alabama's old guard would probably – Rubber stamp Elaine Kiffin higher. I do want to say this. Could there be more moves at Alabama?
1: Um, this could, yeah. you know, I don't know. I,
2: I is Jalen the see. head coach? Wait and see.
1: Yeah, I think, um, you know, I, I don't think you're wrong when you say that. I think that somebody brings up a good point here in the chat. Jeff Williams said Spurrier leaving the first time might be close. Um, I think that's a good point. Um, and I, I do want to say too, the class
2: of Nick Saban to wait until after the national championship game. Mm-hmm. Bravo. Urban Meyer would have retired, you know, at 5 p.m. on Monday night to steal the shot right. away. From kickoff. <laughs> right. Like, let's get that very clear. So, yeah. Good um,
1: deal. But no, going over the names, I think that the, the Kiffin thing, everyone is pointing to, at, at Lanning. I think we all know that that's like probably first and foremost on their list of so who you'd want to go get. Um The short list I've, I've seen, obviously, is is Lanning, DeBoer and, and Kiffin. Please God keep Davos you away from. No, that's not going to happen. Team. They're not
2: even going to reach out to Davos. I, 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 they're not even going to reach out to Davos need, Did you see today? No. It was reported that officially, out of the top twenty-five recruiting classes, Clemson is the only one that did not take a transfer portal addition. I mean, that's, that's real. That's just crazy. Yeah. That's just um, so. That's not happening.
1: Jay brings up a good point. I think Sark is somebody that I keep forgetting about because I think he's in a great spot. I don't know. If, yeah. I, I don't see why he leaves. Here's the here's the thing I want Especially to say. Especially with Texas coming to the See, I agree. Right. Um, one thing that I I'm I am scared of for Bama's sake is going after Lane. You have to be careful going after Lane. Because one one thing here is like the two names that I think could do the most damage from you from a from a big like from a, a national perception standpoint, Kirby, which I don't think they'll go after because I think we all know Kirby's not leaving Georgia. Now listen, if there's not if there's remotely a possibility you throw as much money at him as possible. Do you think they I'll, even inquire? Do you think they inquire? Yeah, do they call do. Jimmy Sexton and say is there a number? If it's, if if we give him 20 million a year, 25 20 for years. A year. I'm, just, I'm just saying I'm just saying, who you want to be the guy after the guy? Do there's no drop off. The there's the no drop off at the University of Alabama if Kirby Smart comes in as the head coach. Okay. <laughs> Dude, also, this is this go is. Go get like, Bill Belichick then. I mean, what do you want me to say? That's not. Yeah, that's happen, fine. Right? I'm just saying, like, you definitely, you definitely make the phone call to Jimmy Sexton. I think that with Lane Kiffin, you have to be careful more than any other coach with Lane Kiffin because I don't think that you're going to embarrass yourself by going after anybody. But if you get turned down, it's going to get turned into more for sure than than it probably needs to be. No one's going to do that more publicly than Lane Kiffin. If if you go after oh, Kiffin and he says no. He will he will tweet out the pictures of the of the fucking what do you call it? Like the, the offer or the text or or, or oh, both. Yeah. Like that's going it, super public. Right. And right. it will be his doing. He'll leak
2: it through his trusted channels. And it, it will definitely be to benefit Lane Kiff. And Chris right. Allen, the super chat asks, why would Dan Lanning leave a good thing at Oregon? Who wants to follow up Saban? I was actually driving home this evening and Cole Kubelik was on Sirius XM College Sports Radio. And Cole brought up a great point. He's mm-hmm. like, do you realize how hard it is to get recruits out to Oregon? To yeah. get them to Oregon just on yeah. a game weekend. physically, it, It's very, very, very hard to get their parents out. I mean, that is an absolute hype. That's a, a one and a half hour, hour flight and a two-hour drive just to get there. It is brutal. As opposed to Tuscaloosa, you know, you're right by the panhandle. Florida's right there. Alabama, Louisiana, Texas, Georgia, Tennessee, Ohio. It doesn't matter. It, it's a very centrally located spot taking away all of the tradition and success Alabama's had that for one reason is like yeah absolutely um I'll just say right now I'd love to see Joe Cox my close friend and tight ends coach at Alabama elevate him make him the head coach I love Joe Cox I think that'd be a great hire so
1: I'm still having a hard time of getting past the Joe Cox sporting news uh spread that he had (laughs) (laughs) Joe Cox is the best I love that guy so um a couple of good comments in here, and I'm gl- I'm glad that this is turning into like the fun part of it. Because, and I appreciate you joining me for real, Drew. Because I, this has been like, it's it's, it's not, cathartic. Like, this is not some like like I've had so. Listen, I have right now as we're as we're talking. I saw you tweet that out. I didn't know you were that popular. I didn't even know that many people knew you. I dude, it, the amount of people that have reached out to me on different platforms are like, hey man, just want to check and see if you're okay. Yeah, I'm okay. Like this is not like no one died. This is not some situation where it's like. Like the end of
2: the world. You what wouldn't have sense. known that if you were watching Sports Center, because it almost <laughs> turned into a eulogy today. I was like, "What is going on?"
1: Yeah, I think I think it's 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 a sad day. It's a tough day because I think that like, uh, listen, all all of the the stuff that I've heard from people forever about well, when Saban's gone, like you know, it's going to be a whole new whole new world. To quote Aladdin, um, "We'll see if that happens." I, I think that this has been it's been a long day, cause, especially because I just sat down and was like, "I'm." I've been I'm, I'm watching Doctor Death on Peacock. I'm like, I'm just taking mental health days, and then all what this. What is Doctor happened... Death? I don't even know what that is. Oh my God! Let's take a let's take a second. Jackie and I just show. started the Bear last night. Um, mm.
2: You know, I'm a fan. I know you. There's you a reason know, why your in your the wife industry. To start that
1: show. There, there's a reason why your wife wanted to start that show, Drew. <laughs>
2: is that guy that good looking? I I saw he's like the new Calvin Klein
1: guy. If you, somebody did a side by side of him and Willie Wonka, and it was like it's oh, the that's same person. Pretty good. Yeah um okay. this show's good this show's pretty good to, i i'll just we'll, we'll just talk to you guys for a second by our sponsors dr death on peacock and other platforms um have you seen bad surgeon on netflix i mean absolutely not what is that it's it's a, an incredible documentary about this guy who's performing throat surgeries okay and like, i urge like, all of you real? watch this too it's, oh it's, it's not, very real oh very real he It's was not like a, r- it's not like a show it has become a show it's a docu-series it's, it's it's all the above this okay. is a documentary on netflix peacock has like four different things you can tune into is a show called bad surgeon this guy was performing human tracheotomies and cutting people's like trachea out to help them breathe and he's like yeah i figured out this whole science to it we're gonna roll it in stem cells it's gonna regenerate on its own it'll be totally fine come to find out he was not performing any sort of like like pre- like like trial runs on this on mice or rats or anything. He was just like no, he was just throw it ripping throats like MacGruber, dude ripping throats. <laughs> just throwing some fucking PVC pipe what? in there and being like, go go have a ball, man. And then every single one of his his patients died. Every single one of them. Oh my god, that's and then he was like, I don't know what happened. That's crazy. I don't. Know. <laughs> it's so the best part of the whole thing was at one point he start, he starts dating this producer who's doing this like a a, a story on him, and she's like she finally. He tells her they're gonna get married. He sends out invitations. They're doing the, the Pope is doing the wedding. She believes all of it. She believes all of it. And then he's like, he ends up, she she ends up confronting him. He goes, Listen, I gotta tell you something. I'm not a surgeon. There's hours of him doing surgeries, Drew. Hours. <laughs> and he goes, I'm not a surgeon. I'm a sniper in the CIA. It is it is incredible. It is incredible. Uh, I- um, let me just put a bow on that
2: little uh, tangent. I will not be watching that show, but okay. I appreciate the breakdown. Right that's uh, that's really good stuff. Tyler Huck chiming in, saying Chris called for Tommy Reese to be the next head coach. Should we revisit
1: this? Did you actually say that, or was that a joke? I had a I had a comment in the sp- in the in the preseason. I said we're going to do hot takes, and I had a hot take that maybe Tommy Reese would be the next guy in line because. Tommy Reese, people forget this. Tommy Reese was the other guy that they wanted at Notre Dame. He was the second the second choice. After um, Marcus Freeman? After Marcus Freeman. He was the second choice. They went with Marcus Freeman, which I think was probably the best bet. But, like, young guy, tenacious dude. Who's like, you know, I thought this year would go better than it did with him as the OC. I, I don't think that now. But, like, yeah, in the, in the at one point in the doldrums of summer, that was a hot take I gave. I
2: wanted to ask you, what do you think Nick Saban's best – Memory best moment at Alabama was because I for have me for him.
1: I mean, just in general, what do you think for Nick Saban? I think. You I go think first? That, yeah, I'll go first. I think, and then I'll give you mine too. I think that for him, it's a long time ago, but part of me thinks it was that that 2009 SEC championship against Tebow because I think that was you're in year three. Mm-hmm. you're fighting for like, like right
2: there i like that
1: one versus two in, in the second year in a row and you you had you would come in in year two you went 12 and 0 you're right number one you had a league going in the fourth quarter and you fall apart you lose to utah the following year i mean like what happens to like the the what we write about college football if they don't win that year yeah cam newton comes into auburn the following year yep i mean urban meyer does he leave um if they win that they would have won they would have won three out of four florida would have won three out of four and I think beating that team who was undefeated that everyone thought was like destined to be like a national champion, beating them and beating them the way they did by 19 in Atlanta. Yeah. That was special. That's a deep cut.
2: I wasn't thinking that. And I, I totally agree just because of the butterfly effect. I think yeah. one of his greatest moments as a coach was when he pulled Jalen Hurts at halftime of the yeah. national championship game. I mean, I was at the game. They couldn't move the ball. You're sitting there going, animal. oh, my God, Georgia's going to win in Atlanta. The drought's over. After halftime, this freaking Tua oh. guy comes in. They start spinning the ball over the field. You're like, what the hell just happened? Uh That was a stroke of genius yeah. by Nick Saban. That's a coach who's not afraid. That's a coach who, and again, I promise you, go watch the Football Life on YouTube of Nick Saban. He talks about preparing Tua for a moment just like that back in preseason. I mean, this guy is an absolute genius, and that's why he had the confidence to make that move because of the processes that they have, yeah. that they work through. And that caused a lot of personal pain in my life, but you're sitting there going, this guy's the GOAT. Like like yeah. this guy is the greatest of all time, and he retired January 10th, 2024 around 5 p.m. He's going down to Florida. I'll be very interested to see what golf club he joins down there. I
1: know he's a <laughs> member at a few. Yeah. Um, but isn't his house like in the Jupiter area? Dude, you should again. You got to see the inside of this fucking house. It is like blue marble, blue paint. Like everything's fish themed. It is a. I'll give you a great.
2: So I'll give you a great story. You might have seen this because I reposted it on my on my social media. Like speaking of houses, probably this yeah. summer. Did you ever see the story about Carlos Boozer when he signed with the with Los Prince. Angeles Lakers? Yeah, with Prince. That's the craziest yeah. story ever. It's incredible. It's an incredible story. If nobody's yeah. seen it, Google Carlos Boozer Prince. You know, the cliff notes is that Carlos Boozer rented his mansion to Prince. Prince completely redid the inside, oh, the man. logos on the gates, took the gargoyles off. Carlos Boozer comes back. He's like, What the hell? You've completely right. messed up my house. Prince wrote him a check for like 400 grand in person. And then when he moved out, he had everything placed back exactly yeah. how Carlos Boozer had it. That is an unbelievable story. Maybe Sabin does that with
1: somebody. I think that I think that one thing, too, about the whole saving thing is I I, I think, you know, we can get we can get into some of these. I I think that there's a lot of fictional narratives that people are going to want to tell themselves. I see one in the chat right here from Scott Franklin about how NIL was savings kryptonite. Um, College football 3.0. It's and Peter
2: Burns called it that. And I totally agree. What we're entering into is college football 3.0, mm-hmm. and it's a great time for Nick Saban to be like, you know what, I'm done. Thank you. I'm right. 70
1: plus. I'm the greatest. Enjoy, but continue. I, I think that the, the thing for NIL has. I don't think Saban is leaving because of NIL. I don't think no. Saban's leaving because of like the transfer portal and he's tired of this and that. I think when you talk about being 70 plus years old, and and again, like the quality of life that I think Nick Saban has left in him. I think that he chose to spend that with things that are more important than him to him than like, I mean, the microscope, time, this man man. Been, yeah, there comes a time. Yeah. The, the microscope, this man's been under for, for this long. I think maybe that takes a toll on you. I don't know. I will tell you that like the idea that Saban couldn't hang with the, the time period where they were paying for players legally. I don't <laughs> yes. think, I don't Key think was yes. ever going to be a problem for him. Yeah. Like, I, don't, I don't think that was the issue. I think that, the idea of having to re-recruit your team over and over and the extra stuff that went in, it is a little bit more of a young man's game now. And I think that's okay to say that, that, you know, he's people like Kirby, people like, like Lane and and, and Dan landing, like where it's like, you know, you you don't have to be so uh, like, it's gotta be exhausting in general, no matter what your age is to go recruit somebody since they're 15 or 16 years old, bring them in, then have to re-recruit them. And all the while, all you want to do, like what he was doing for such a long time was, recruit him, get him on campus, Develop go win championships, him. put him in the fucking NFL, see you later. And now Reed, it's like. Yeah, Reed Davis in the chat, Georgia
2: blackout game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was, that that was, was a big favorite. turning point where he kind of put his thumbprint on the game and said Alabama's here. Stephen Burris says "Saving college football announcer analyst. If I had to guess, I think connect the dots. He'll probably be on college game day next year.
1: What if they put uh, him and, and Gary Danielson on the show together? No, God, no. <laughs> I hope not, at least. Um, Every every Georgia, Tennessee, and LSU game imaginable. It's just those two in there for four hours. No question about it.
2: But, um, yeah, I would have to guess that saving probably on college game day next year. Mm -hmm. And going to your re-recruiting point, I worked in, in the NIL space for three-plus years. I still yeah. do some advisory work in the NIL space. I, I am all for student-athletes making as much money as possible. The fact that student-athletes can just bounce around and do whatever they want right now is the dumbest thing ever. It, it's yeah. it's so stupid. Look around the world of sports. In no other sports can you just say, oh, I'm out. I'm going elsewhere. You can't do that because there's contracts, right? In the NFL, right. for example, one of the ultimate sins is tampering. If a team tampers with another player that's under contract, uh, the coach gets fined and possibly fired, definitely suspended. The team gets fined. That means the owner, money's coming out of his pocket. Uh, You lose draft picks. You lose Mm -hmm. practice time. It's one of the ultimate sins in the NFL. Right now in college football, you have unmitigated tampering across the board, and you have guys like Nick Saban where he's going, what the hell is even going on? I mean, when they're in when they're in Pasadena playing in the Rose Bowl, I, I guarantee you he has somebody like trying to monitor. Mm-hmm. Where are my players? Where are their families? Are there other universities here who are having meetings while we're in a
1: semifinal
2: game trying to poach my current roster? Did your that center is left for so Ohio State
1: in two days?
2: It's stupid.
1: Yeah, I, it's stupid. I, I do think that like there's there's no part of it that thinks that Saban is is scared of a challenge or he's scared of playing the 12 team playoff or the NIL or but I will also say this this is something where I think that he was a kind of very vocal about it and a lot of coaches were but whenever he became vocal about it it seemed like he was pepper I got you bud whenever he was vocal about it it was always Saban's complaining about this Saban's going with that it kind of looks like now like in hindsight it's like you know, he, he kind of he kind of told you exactly what was going to be happening with portal and NIL stuff and, and yeah. like because because when when NIL stuff started, we talked about in the last podcast. People forget about it when it started. It was you're allowed to make money off your name, image, and likeness, which is what we all want. It's it's, yes. it's very fair, but that very quickly turned into Pepper. You got to sit down, man. It very quickly turned into hey, here's a bunch of money we've raised. We're going to give you this amount, and I do think that after a while, if you're him and you're looking at the sport and you're like. There's no one overseeing this. Nobody. There's no one governing no this entire situation. It's the fucking wild, wild west. It doesn't. It's not. It's not hindering me. I went undefeated in the SEC and I made it to the playoff. But like, yeah. this sucks. Like, there's not anybody that's that's keeping us in check. You're totally right. No leadership.
2: um, And I don't think it's going to be fixed anytime soon. I I, I really don't because there is no leadership. Now, could they tap Nick Saban? I would totally let's get one thing straight. Okay, Mm -hmm. and I don't want to go down some like Aaron Rodgers, Pat McAfee black hole here. I probably (laughs) have to ask you about that as well. If Nick Saban tomorrow said I'm running for president of the United States, I'd vote for him immediately, immediately. Okay, like, like, full stop immediately i'd be like yes you get my vote for president i don't give a shit that you never had political experience i don't care what your foreign policy is yeah. i trust you innately you can be the president of the united states like like that is the type of leadership that this guy has if the ncaa somehow tapped in to say help us figure this out one way or the other i'd be like yes i yeah. i would 100 percent back that decision what did you think about the whole um McAfee, Aaron Rodgers, Jimmy Kimmel thing. That dude, I was watching that yesterday. I know you're a huge lib.
1: I'm not as much anymore. I I'm really, kidding. I'm really not.
2: Like, I'm kidding. You know I don't care. Yeah. But I was watching McAfee yesterday when Aaron Rodgers was rambling, and my yeah. jaw was on the floor. Us texting people like, "Oh my god, turn ESPN on right now. This is a complete dumpster fire. I, I yeah. could not believe
1: what was happening. That See, was insane, dude." I miss, I miss that. Again, my mental health break was, it was over today. Um, I love Pat McAfee a of course. lot. I think he's been great for what we yes. do in general. Like it makes me so happy to see that like the success he's had. Um, the, <laughs> the Rogers thing. And like, like agree or disagree with Rogers. Like I'm not even talking about it. The fact right. that he was
2: on ESPN yesterday talking about Fauci vaccines. Right.
1: Like I was sitting there going, is this real life right now? This was crazy, dude. I, You know what? I'll just, I mean, I'm in a mood today anyway, but I'll I'll say, of course it was. I'll, I'll, I'll like, I used to be a super lib. I think everyone knows that I wore my arm like a badge of honor, but like the way that the disrespect for women's sports by one certain group of people has happened in front of our own eyes over the last couple of years has kind of driven me off that wow. because I'm, I'm fucking tired of seeing it. And, and I think it's such a hypocritical thing, but you bring up, you know, not to get too deep with it, because I know you didn't mean to bring that up, but like in, in this light, but of course they're fucking talking about COVID and Fauci in, a, in an election year. Of course they are. Like, it's, of course. It's so like, true. As soon as, as soon as like the, the clock struck midnight, metaphorically on Bama season, I remember looking over at Allie, new Allie, who's not listening to this. So it's okay that I call her that. I got to stop doing that. I look over at Allie and I go, and she's like, I'm so sorry, babe. And I'm like, you're an Auburn grad. I know you're not fucking sorry about this game. <laughs> but I look at her and I go, you know what really sucks? And she goes, the season's over and you guys aren't going to win that heavy. And I go, no, now it's an election year. And now we have to deal with all this shit for the rest of the next 365 days. Like that's what sucks. Aaron Rodgers, it's
2: not even like he's a conservative or a liberal or MAGA or woke. He's just a full-blown conspiracy theorist. Like that's just just what he is. There are no sides to that. He is just, he's crazy, dude. You listen to him and you're like, oh my god he like fully believes it uh, I, yeah. yesterday he was like well at, you know in africa they have to take anti-malaria drugs i'm like you know there's a reason why covid didn't spread through africa and
1: there's a reason why you know anti-malaria i'm sitting there going oh my god i didn't even know that we were still believing in covid hey, until tyler came up with it earlier <laughs> tonight i just i thought we were well past it but um okay right, man, changing tunes one more question because i yeah, just yeah, I, I just had one um my favorite
2: had- moment from saving well, yeah, you had that one, but then I had another one, and, and now it's now I've lost it. But
1: uh, Wait, I'll get on a tangent about my favorite moment. You can try to remember, pretend like you're listening to me at the same time.
2: Yeah, we, we had a great one. We had blackout game. Uh, somebody mentioned that in the chat. You brought a deep cut 0-9 SEC championship game. Yeah,
1: I said Saban pulling
2: Jalen Hurts and putting Tua in, and then the year after in the SEC championship game, I know Tua got hurt, but yeah,
1: Jalen Hurts comes in and saves the day again. I think I think my favorite moment. And I'll, I'll like try to dig deeper on this. I'm not just saying this to be a dick to Georgia fans. I'm not. But I distinctly remember this day. I distinctly remember the whole weekend and leading up to it. This is when I was like full-blown, 22 years old, consumed with hate in my heart, love for Alabama football. But that blackout game in 20 in 2008, I That's remember – this is this is how long ago it was, Drew. I was actually on the phone with my dad the night before. We were still on talking terms. And so I remember going into the situation, I was like, I just have this feeling that tomorrow is like when the whole thing turns, and this is not like college football is 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 cyclical, right? Like I think like we've seen what what um, what George is able to do now, and, and and even though they lost to Bama this year, like they are they are one of the or if not the premier program in the country. But like when this happened, I kept thinking of myself, I was like, I just I have a feeling this whole thing is about to turn, and this is like the turning point of of the entire. You know, program, this is a good, what's going to launch it? And it turned out to be true. That's what happened. It was a massive, massive moment, I think, in Bama's program. And it kind of, yeah. you know, the trajectory of the program went way up from there. So, no, you're totally right. I mean,
2: not to I'm say totally that right. put them on the map, but like you knew something was different. I think that's probably what the biggest thing was. You knew something was different yeah. after that OA blackout game. So, Um, you know, on a scale of one to 10, how shocked was I today when I saw the news? I mean, a a full blown nine, I I was shocked. I mean, I jumped off the couch. I was like, Oh my God, Jackie was like, what happened? I go, Nick Saban just retired. Um, totally unexpected for sure. And I would have to think they go throw the bag at landing. I I really do. I think it makes the most sense. I think from a recruiting standpoint, they feel like, uh, that, that won't interrupt things too much. I saw a five-star wide receiver immediately decommitted this evening uh the transfer portal does extend 30 days for alabama there was a reason why nick saban waited until this moment yeah. to make this decision so they could have that kind yeah. of free time uh minus everybody else to go out there and see what they can do with this roster so man it's interesting do you yeah tell me There's this a lot to unfold. is there anything that's going to come out in the next few days that you think that will be like oh wow i didn't know that or Oh well, now it makes sense. Or do you just think there's a time and a place, and, and this was the
1: time, and and this is the place? There's a there's a I think a rumor that's going around that I'm not going to give any credence to or or, or speculation on. Um, that's that is you know I think that from a health standpoint, from from Saban or somebody close to him, I think that like that's that's one thing that people are, are starting to spread. I haven't heard anything about that. Pepper, we got it. Um, I haven't heard anything about that. I'm not going to jump into that. I think outside of that, I I think that this all was part of the plan. Like I said, like I remember in October, I I first heard about this being the issue. And then when I first heard about in October, the first thing that was said to me was, this was a plan last year if they were able to uh, win the national championship in 2022. So I don't, I'm not going to give too much um, time and thought on that. I think the bottom line, like, I'm happy that he went out the way he went out. I'm happy that, that what he did for the university, and like I said earlier, like this may be this may sound dramatic, but I'm, I'm happy that one of my best friends gets to have her dad back and, and get get the time with yeah. the grandkids in the lake, man. That's no, that's no something that like we we see this it's life out of him for so long, and it's like it's it's I'm I'm just happy that they get that other side of him back. You got to be careful, man.
2: I, I, you know, I get on your Twitter feed, and, and you get into like the darkest depths of Alabama webs, and I'm like, how do you dig these people up? I mean, the people Me? that you interact with on social media, it's crazy. Yeah, just just be careful, man. Don't I worry about you up too much? Okay.
1: All right, I'll, I'll, do, one, I'll do better. I mean, you could probably this in that off air, but that's fine. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's
2: uh I enjoy it as a viewer. Yeah. When I think about you. I'm like, I hope Chris is doing okay, man. You yeah. gotta, No, I've,
1: honestly, I've I been better the than streets. I've been I've been better than I've, I've I've ever been. I think last year and this year was like my my best year professionally and personally I've ever had. Which may sound crazy, just because of the last. Now listen, I was out for blood on some people about the Jalen Moro thing for sure. You were, and, and, dude. That's
2: why I tweeted you. I was like, is 2024 is wild. We have Alabama fans rationalizing a loss. I was like, this is crazy times. I mean, I, I think that I, I do think there's some people that need to like. It's, it's, take it's a, a deep breath. Yeah. It's, it's a game. They're, they're kids. Okay. We That's all fair. love it. We love it. We love it. And this we has been a lot it. of fun. A uh, little crossover podcast. Saturday Football Uncensored and Punt and Pass. Chris Marler, Drew Butler. Prayers up to Tyler Huck. He's getting a little loopy in the comments right oh, now. Boy. Said he's on the NyQuil. He's laid up horizontal in bed. Feel better, Tyler. We're thinking about yeah. you. We're thinking about you. I did like his conspiracy theory today, I though. Don't that ESPN yeah. knew Nick Saban was going to retire. That's why they put Alabama in the playoff oh. ahead of Florida state. So yeah. he could be on to something there, but that's the official news of the day. That's why we're on this emergency podcast. Alabama head coach, Nick Saban officially retires 16 straight seasons of 10 plus wins.
1: That's yeah. crazy.
2: That will never happen ever again. So Chris, thanks for the invite, man. Um, what a Wednesday. I was not expecting yeah. that. I was not on my bingo card when I woke up on January 10th, 2024.
1: No, man, we appreciate it for sure. We'll, we'll have to have you back on now. It's the offseason. Um, I'm going to go walk Pepper before she loses her mind. But we'll be back on Sunday um, for the another uh, live show with Tyler Huck. Hopefully he's back to yes. having a voice again. Um, Drew, tell them where they can find you, and we'll uh, we'll close it out. Yeah, I'm at Punt and Pass. It's our podcast. Go find us on social media, YouTube,
2: wherever you listen to your podcasts. It's me and Jake Fromm twice a week. We have a blast. And then I'm at Drew Butler. So holler at me on uh, X or Instagram or wherever. Love to chop it up. Love the dogs. Love to golf. And um, I love my man, Chris Marler. So I appreciate the invite. Thanks, brother. See you guys.
1: presentation.